the whole war on obesity is a war on people. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be an uphill battle. We are really not healthy. I want to be taken seriously, no matter what my weight. So you're always in like this low-level crisis, pitting your regular bills against whether or not you're going to buy healthy food for your kids. So obesity is a complex disease. The question is, do we have an environment that supports responsible decision? And is a greater public health challenge than anything else, in any virus, any other disease, and even terrorism. Obesity is not simply a medical condition or a numbered statement of someone's body weight, we learn. It's also a place and a people's response to radically changing places. In some Native American communities, those changes have meant radically altered diets, disruptions of locavore self-sustaining economies, with the result, significant health problems. Sherelle Parfait-Dadar is chief of the Grand Caillou Dulac Band of the Biloxi Chittimachi Choctaw Tribe in southern Louisiana. Oh my goodness, there's so much that I love about where I live. But that land that Sherelle loves is seemingly vanishing before her eyes. We've lost a lot of land. The land is not fertile like it used to be uh, when I was a lot younger. You know, we can't keep small livestock anymore. We can't plant directly into the ground anymore. Um, you know, it, it's gotten more challenging to live here where we are and still maintain the traditions that we used to have, uh, especially food-wise. Roughly 16 square miles erode every year from the Louisiana coast, a result of climate change and rising sea levels, and with that loss of land is the loss of this tribe's way of life. So to reclaim that life and history, Chief Shirell is now part of a group called the First People's Conservation Council. They've been brainstorming ways to preserve their land and their more traditional food supplies in spite of land losses. Barry Yeoman is a freelance journalist with the Food and Environmental Reporting Network, and he's been reporting on Native communities like Chief Shirelles, who are seeing direct links between climate change, the food they eat, and the impact it has on health. He and Chief Shirelle and Mary Harris, WNYC health reporter and co-host of the podcast Only Human, shared an illuminating conversation, which is part of our week-long obesity series. What strikes me as I travel in Louisiana, especially along the coast, is that it really is at the forefront of environmental change, and it does feel like it's environmental change on steroids. You drive along the coast, and you see open water where there just wasn't open water even 10 years ago. I remember I was visiting with a tribe near Chief Shirelle, uh, the Pointershen tribe, and we were out on a boat, and the boat was on open water, and it said on the GPS that we were on land. Oh, my gosh. And we were using a GPS map that was only a few years old. And so coastal erosion has happened so fast uh, that the tribes in Louisiana have had to learn to adapt really super quickly. Sherelle, yeah. I'm wondering, how has that all trickled down to how healthy you and your family feel? We're not, okay? <laughs> we're... <laughs> We are really not healthy, okay? We we had very, very healthy diets, like during my grandparents' time. They were eating things that were what we consider uh, pure or kosher, right? It, it was homegrown. It didn't have any, any modification. It didn't have all these pesticides. It, it, you know, the, the grounds were healthier. The soil was healthier. We didn't eat any kind of modified foods, these boxed foods. We didn't eat fast food. We had a, a mostly vegetable diet. 
very little meat. We don't really have access to a lot of that today because we can't grow it like we used to. So it would all be grown from your own farms right. and gardens. It, it was all grown. And now with all of the land loss and the saltwater intrusion and the sinkage and, you know, with all of these, these negative impacts that are happening, we're not able to maintain that lifestyle anymore. So now we have to go to the grocery stores and purchase uh, a lot of what we would have normally planted or, or raised, and that's quite expensive. A lot of us can't really afford those things, so we have to go into purchasing things that are much more affordable, and we still have big families, all right? I myself have, have four children. Wow. Um, so yeah. what are you buying to feed those kids? Well, you know, I, I try to buy as healthy as possible, but sometimes I can't. You know, sometimes I have to substitute something like a hamburger helper, right, because it's very inexpensive and it can feed my kids. Managing a grocery bill becomes very difficult. And you look at my generation today, right, you, just, you look at that timeline and you start seeing the decline in health. Diabetes is rampant. High cholesterol is rampant. We're losing people to cancer at, at an astronomical rate. Yeah, heart disease. I mean, you name it, we have it. If if you go on to some of the the native lands, right, that have the casinos, uh, and you go into some of these restrooms, and there's quite a few, you actually have like diabetes testing kits, okay, to to check your sugar. Diabetes is that rampant that it's a good thing, but it's kind of startling in a way that we've had to go to that extent. You know, Cheryl, you and a few other tribal chiefs have started the First People's Conservation Council. Tell me a little bit more about what you're trying to do there. Well, we're in different locations. We're different tribes. But we're all going through the same thing. And we're looking for any and all resources possible, any answers we can find to tackle the issues that we face. And, and it's all about protecting and preserving. One thing that strikes me about what the tribes in Louisiana are going through right now is that these are issues facing Native Americans in particular all over the country. In Louisiana, it's land loss. But in other places, it's been forced displacement. It's been urbanization. And if you look at the numbers, they're really startling. I mean, if you look at four-year-olds... 16% of white children are obese and 31% of Native American children are. If you look at school children or older people, the statistics for diabetes, for obesity, for heart disease are through the roof among Native Americans. And scientists are in pretty much agreement that this is because of Western diet. So, Cheryl, I wonder what are you most afraid of losing in all this? We're losing everything. I don't think you can say that you're most afraid of losing one particular thing here. We're losing everything. We're losing our way of life. We're losing our identity. We're losing our homes. We're trying the best we can to not only stop it in its tracks and preserve what we have left and adapt, but to also take what we have accomplished and learned and share it with others so that they don't have to go through this. 
Cheryl, do you feel optimistic or pessimistic right now? Always optimistic. Always. We have to be. You know, every day is a new day that we can make something positive happen. You know, more people are listening. Us coming together and reaching out like we've been doing is starting to wake a lot of people up. And it's kind of hard to miss when it's, it's right in front of you, right? You start seeing all of the, the statistics. You see the truth. So people are waking up. So we're very optimistic that we're going to be successful. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but we will. Barry Yeoman, Chief Sherelle Parfait-Dardar, I just want to thank you both for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. Barry Yeoman is a freelance journalist with the Food and Environmental Reporting Network, and Chief Sherelle Parfait-Dardar is the head of the Duloc Band of the Biloxi Chittimacha Confederation in southern Louisiana. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.